Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy three, two, one. Yeah, no, we're not going to finish that with Blast Off, but it is March 21st, and it is four years bet-free today for not only me, but my friend Brett out in Wisconsin, who you guys met on prior shows. So, happy anniversary to us, and also, uh, I would be remiss, and I know I did this last year, and I'm okay doing it every year, because he's one of my my greatest resources and friends. I want to wish a happy birthday to Frank. He's uh, He's put up with me quite a bit, and one of my favorite things is he's he's honest and he's my friend whether i'm gambling and a train wreck or i'm sober and not gambling and trying to do better in life so thank you to him and also thank you to one of my other mentors grant cardone i did not even know it was his birthday until about 2 weeks ago and i just think that that's really cool because after a really long search for the right fit for a mentor and learning style. He's the one. I've had a lot of really good coaches the last year. I've also had some not so good coaches this year, but I think that Grant is definitely the one I'm most aligned with and I'm thrilled about this. So that's What I'm going to kick us off with, I'm going to circle back to the things I want to talk about in my recovery, but we're going to do the readings first. Yeah, I got a lot to cover today. I'm excited to be with you. So thank you for being here and thanks for tuning in. And we're going to celebrate being beautiful people. Okay, so our calendar today says, don't overthink, just let it go. Are you an overthinker? I know I'm an overthinker. I've been accused of that many, many times. And I'd much rather be an action taker. Let's put it that way. The thinking doesn't necessarily solve anything. It lets those voices in my head run wild a little more than I wish they would. So that's another, you know, opportunity area for me, I guess. Okay, today is reading out of the Body, Mind, Spirit book. Starts with a quote from Jean L. Being fearless isn't courage. Courage is doing the right thing, even though you are afraid. Every frightening situation offers us a chance to grow. Some of us thought that in recovery, all roads would be paved with gold, that all problems would be instantly magically solved. We soon discovered, though, that things weren't that easy. Life just doesn't work that way. But as we met and solved problems, as we conquered our fears and faced life on its own terms, we learned we're richer for every challenge that comes our way. An easy ride can't teach us how to handle a bumpy road. Strength and character come from experiencing and overcoming our fears, not running away from them. Working through our problems teaches us how to deal with a similar problem next time, how to capitalize on our strengths, and how to shore up our weaknesses. Adversity shows us our limits, how much stress and anger we can handle, how to take care of ourselves, and how to be truly independent. 
Now, in frightening situations, we still feel afraid. Our our hearts pound, our knees knock, and our hands shake. But we learn that the flip side of fear is self-confidence and self-love. Today, grant me the help I need to to solve the problems I might encounter. Okay, so just because it's my anniversary doesn't mean that I can speak any better than any other day. Wow. So fear and courage. It's funny because I have that written on my list of of things I wanted to chat about as far as how my recovery journey has been. And I love, you know, it's only a date, right? It's only whatever 365 times four is. It's only that many days. And I don't say only in a way to discount it, but to really... I don't know. I beat myself up a lot, right? Because I always look at the things that I haven't gotten done. I shouldn't say always. I frequently look at what I haven't gotten done or if I'm not where I want to be. But I forget to take stock or or pay attention to what I have accomplished. And I, I need to call this out to you guys, not because of my accomplishments, but because it's important for you to know it's okay to have gratitude for them, to talk about them, and to be proud of the changes you make in recovery. It's just that way. And I love to reflect uh, on my bads, on my goods. That's how I believe that I grow, is I have to pay attention to what has happened and what's different today than how it used to be. So fear, fear can sometimes derail us but it also what I what I hear in this reading is about it making us stronger and giving us every time we conquer something that we're afraid of we get stronger it's like building a muscle and I actually at the conference over over the last weekend somebody I'm gonna see if I could find it in my notes here they they came up with a couple I've heard a lot of different versions of fear, like when they break down the F-E-A-R. And I'm going to see if I have them in my handy notes because I I heard a really good one at the conference. And, of course, my memory doesn't work that well (laughs) to uh, tell you, which is why I take notes. All right. I'm going to see if I can find – oh, face everything and rise. Fear. Face everything and rise. That's what fear turned into courage is, right? It's it's not running the other way. It's not running to the bet. It's not running to the casino. It's not running online. It's actually facing everything. Last year at this time, quite frankly, I wasn't talking to Brett. And it freaking killed me, guys. Like, This is a special date, and I'm really proud of both of us for sharing this date. And to not celebrate with him last year was painful. It was the right thing to do, but it was painful. And and by the right thing to do, I mean it was the right thing to do for my recovery. I was hurt by some of his actions, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't celebrate with him because I needed to heal those wounds. Now, 
the the fear part and the courage part comes in that, you know, this year I can celebrate and be excited about it because I face the fear of maybe getting hurt again, of whatever emotions would show up, and we fixed our friendship. And it's taken a lot of work, and it's taken a lot of courage to have very hard conversations. And I tell you this for two reasons, because there's going to be people in your life that maybe don't fit in along your recovery journey. And you have to, or I invite you to, I shouldn't be bossy, right? But I, I would invite you to consider that it's better to cut your losses sometimes in relationships. And I also tell you that as as your recovery goes on or as my recovery went on, I was given the skill set, right? We talk about the adversity. So I was given the skill set to be able to be in a in a comfortable spot now in that relationship and that friendship. So that's why I'm that's why I'm sharing you sharing that with you because I was afraid at one point like I would be evil. I I, I didn't want to show up in the world that way. So that was part of my fear. Part of my fear was, like I said, what emotions get evoked out of our friendship and stuff. There's something there's something crazy when you go to uh go through treatment or spend, you know, twenty eight days with with people. <laughs> you get some interesting dynamics afterwards. Because in in rehab, at least for me, it was very humbling to say the least. But I also had to do digging and I had to do talking about all the crap I didn't want to talk about and feel all the feelings I didn't want to feel. And when you go through that with people, it's it's a bond that just isn't like any other that I've ever experienced. So... It's a little different formula, I think, to to manage relationships like that. And again, that's just my experience. But I'm I'm grateful that I overcame the fear of the consequences and am am back on point and in a comfortable spot with that. So I'm gonna celebrate that today as well. And now I gotta find my list that I had. Okay. So this is this is just some of the notes. Now I'm not as good at at remembering two years ago or three years ago as well as I'm going to be this last year. So the list is probably going to be a lot more focused on the kinds of things that have happened this last year, which I think are just as valuable because of the last year we've all had, right? It's It's been about a year since I call it like the world shut down, but we're just cycling the year of when the fear really started and the panic and the not understanding of COVID and not being able to, you know, celebrate things like Easter or I was watching a show the other day that had Halloween on it. You know, they were talking about Halloween or the scenes had Halloween. And I was like, what the heck did people do last year for Halloween? I don't have kids, right? So I don't, I don't really know what people did. I'm sure there wasn't parties or anything. I don't really know. So (laughs) that's some of my little sheltered life. 
But that's what was happening a year ago was people were just doing the best they can. And there was a lot of fear, so much fear. So it's just really interesting to be here a year later. And on on those moments, I just got done meditating and this showed up for me quite a bit was, why am I being so hard on myself? And that's why I'm saying it to you because as I as I share on social, as I share with you right now and celebrate, that's what I want to do. It's important for me to do that reflecting, to take note of the things that I've gotten past this last year, this last four years to remind myself that I can go forward and that I can handle the adversity, whatever that adversity is. And it's just a really... I don't know. It's an important exercise and I recommend that everybody does it. Maybe take out, it doesn't matter if you're on day one or day a thousand or whatever it is, but take note of what's different in your life when you're not gambling versus gambling. Someone shared in our group yesterday that she feels the difference. I think her last bet was maybe in January and she can see how she feels different and how the smoke is, you know, like starting to lift and how she's showing up in the world and the different activities she's immersing herself in to stay away from a bat. And, and she also took notice of other people in the group that by going to group and coming back and, and being honest, talking about the triggers, communicating in our little social world, all those things, we start to change. Our personalities kind of change. Not not in a, a bad way where we lose ourselves, but in a way where we're growing and we're facing the fears, the fears of facing the people that we have to come clean to or the fear of, you know, there was conversation, two different people want to go to treatment that were in the group yesterday. Can you imagine what that's like? That's pretty scary. And although I'm grateful for my experience in treatment, and I've said this before, it's the closest thing to jail that I ever want to come to. I was grateful for the time to dig deep and do the things I had to do, but I wasn't grateful for having no control over my Easter dinner or when I got to shower and sleep and eat and lining up like I was in kindergarten, all those things felt like jail to me. And I don't ever want to be back there. So that's one of the things that I remember. Now, when I went to treatment, (laughs) I was not only gambling, but I was partying like a rock star. So up until this last I don't even know where we are, a year and four months or so of sobriety. That 30 days was the first bout of of 30 days of not drinking that I could remember probably in most of my adult life. That was even scary, right? Well, there was another crutch. How am I going to get through not gambling without my other crutch? So there's a lot of things that go into this. Anyway, here we go. Let's let's celebrate a little. I mean, I started trying to mentally do this from back when I left rehab. So even just that, negotiating a job 
and making the decision to come back to New York from Kansas City were accomplishments in themselves. And in doing that, I I had increased my income. I got exposure to the center where the amount of learning that I've gotten from that and from my counselors and my peers in that environment is amazing in itself. And I'm so grateful that I'm connected to them and to the GA community here. I could do better at getting to more GA meetings around here, quite honestly. But when I first got out, you know, they talk about 90 and 90. I won't tell you that I did 90 and 90. However, I did make it to lots of GA meetings and met quite a few people in the community. And I don't know if you you know this or if this works this way for you, but a lot of relationships can be formed. And even though you don't have to talk maybe every day, you can still have those relationships. And in the recovery environment, a lot of times, no matter what happens, the people in those rooms will be there for you whenever you need them. That's part of the community, the recovery community. And it's it's amazing, whether it's digitally, you know, online or in the rooms or in the center, it's just one of those attributes that comes with recovery. It's like you always have your posse with you. A few of the other highlights that, again, you know about, but this is me just kind of recapping, was the amount of travel I've done the last four years, including, you know, getting stranded in blizzards or not being allowed to go back to work after coming back from Asia last year or taking off for Christmas and just going to Aruba to try to meditate and slow my brain down and enjoy the weather instead of freezing my butt off. I would not have done any of that if I was gambling. I might have traveled, but to give you some color around that, when I was traveling gambling, cruises, for example, are are a perfect example I would be in that casino whenever it was open, whether that was my honeymoon or the last cruise with my mother and Paul. And that was that was where I wanted to be. And now, like when I went to Aruba, even though I was on a property with two casinos, that didn't even interest me. I wanted to go play. I wanted to see what what it was like, what Aruba had to offer, the golf courses, the private islands, the beach, the pool, you know, all those things and go on, I went on a tour and all of those things that I would not have done if I was still gambling. I would have been, if I'm, if I even made it, right? Because who knows what would have happened the last few years if I was gambling. But if I made it, I would have been in one of those casinos the whole time. I know I would have, or both of them. I've had the opportunity to learn who I am and who I want to be in relationships, both romantic and otherwise. I know what my boundaries are. I know what falling like really in love like this crazy way without having gambling as a backup plan. Like I've loved people before, but when you take away the numbing piece of it and you have to feel all the feels whether it's a romantic relationship or even friendships, it's it's a different dynamic. It's 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 different. And it's it's 
<laughs> it's another one of those things you have to face your fear and courage, especially if you, like me, are learning how to be vulnerable after 40 years of not being real vulnerable and, and transparent and all of that stuff. From a, from a business perspective, you know, now this last year, starting essentially two new businesses, two new podcasts, working on my fears related to going on camera or talking to strangers, I still have to work on asking people for money. Um, that's part of why I'm so good at, at aligning with Grant because he's a superhero at that. He has no problem asking for the sale where a lot more of the other coaches reminded us of our of our value and the things that we should put out in the world in order to make the sales where he tells us how to get it across the finish line. So you'll be seeing me working on that more. There's lots of cool things I have to sell. So I guess that'll be part of the celebration for year five. <laughs> uh, sorry, one day at a time, right? I'm not supposed to be projecting into the future like that. Building my, my team and getting exposure to people in a lot of different countries, both from learning or from work, that's been amazing. There's things that I now know that I, again, I don't know that I would have had a chance to have relationships with people in the UK and the Philippines and Australia and New Zealand and Spain and Canada, like it, it's in, it's insane. And by having all this diversity in my life, I know it's making me a better person. And again, would I be online socializing, learning, connecting? Nope. Not if I was still gambling. I just know that wouldn't be it. How about my drinking? Would I have ever gotten sober if I didn't quit gambling? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think something really bad would have had to happen for me to quit drinking because I, you know, I still, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to put a label on it. I'm just going to tell you that I feel better not drinking. And I get more done when I'm not drinking. It it just is. But if I was gambling still, I think I'd still be drinking. I just had another thought and I lost it. Drinking. Mm, okay. I guess I have to go back to my list until that <laughs> bounces back in my head. Um, skills I've acquired has been another thing that I have to remind myself. Everything from learning how to edit a podcast to communicating in a way that doesn't turn people off to being aware of myself and my actions and my feelings. Like those are all new skills that I didn't have before. Creating videos on the computer, more techie stuff. Like there's there's just so many things. My spirituality, that was the other thing I was going to say. I don't know that I would have spirituality if I was still gambling. So these are just, these are just some of, this is just a, a moderate little list that I put together to kind of show you some examples of what I have to celebrate. 
And it's worth celebrating. And it's worth reminding myself of this and sharing this with you so that when that fear does creep in, I don't, I don't have to be afraid of not gambling for the next however long because I know it, I don't need it in my life because of all these things that I'm reflecting on that I have to be grateful for. And it could be a, a very positive circle, cycle, circle, you know, to spin forward as long as I'm paying attention. We've, we've talked a lot lately about the past, present, and future, and I want to be present. And when I tell you that we shouldn't dwell in the past or focus on the future, I, I need to qualify that with when I'm talking about reflecting in the past, it's so that my present can be better, so I could do a better job and not getting hung up on the future. It's okay to be mindful of it, but I know that if I do what I need to do in this moment, the future is going to work out anyway. And according to the Eckhart Tolle stuff, that the future is the present anyway once we get there, <laughs> which I won't go down that rabbit hole. It's still so confusing and overwhelming and Hopefully next year when I'm celebrating, I could put that on my list of, of things I've accomplished. I figured out how to be present and understand all the things that the really cool authors are talking about, like Eckhart Tolle and, and uh, Joe Dispenza and, and those guys. And hopefully by next year, I figure out how to meditate in a way where I don't get impatient or antsy. That would be another skill I would love to accomplish. But... That's not going to happen until I practice in the present and do the things. So that's kind of my overview. And I appreciate you being here and letting me celebrate with you. And I'm going to remind you as well. When I got out of rehab, April something, four years ago, I wasn't thinking about sitting here on four years and having this conversation with you or even thinking of who I would be four years from then. I was just thinking about surviving and not placing the bed and what would my new life be and how can I protect myself and trying to make healthy decisions to set myself up for a good gamble-free life. I had no idea, no idea of all the stuff that would happen over the last four years. So I'm going to just be in a place of gratitude today and send love and prayers for those of you who are either haven't started your gamble-free journey or are starting out early or maybe you've been gamble-free for a while and you just need a little love and good vibrations. That's that's how I'm going to spend today. That's the, the place in my mind I want to be, the place in my mind, the place in my heart. And again, you know, a big big happy happy clean time to Brett and happy birthday to to uh, Frank and to Grant like so much to celebrate who knew that 321 would be so important it's pretty exciting all these all these cool people being born and going on this gamble free journey so thanks for tuning in guys I hope you have a fantastic rest of the day tomorrow. Love you beautiful people.